guess some Baptists and BIC have something in common. That was kind of like our national kin. That every time we got together in our conferences, we had to roll that one out. I love that song. What a powerful message. Why don't we play a friend to the stage? Ricky, why don't come on up? Now, I need to tell you he's a good Christian brother. I know some of you heard rumors that he played for a team called Cleveland Browns. He is a believer. I can vouch for that. Some of you may doubt that they're Pittsburgh fans. Now, the other thing, we, we got to warm up. We got to warm these guys up. Please warm up. Please do. We got to warm our emails up. Okay? So, count three, let's do amen. One, two, three. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> let's get Yeah, yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be okay. Yeah, okay, you can work a little higher. I can work. I can work on that. Ricky's been a friend for, I guess, how many years now? A long but time. As the ministry is back now in D.C., ministry that really works good. Uh, building leadership into that risk of people. And uh, I just want you to give a warm welcome. Well, I want to, uh, first of all, I want to thank God for my brother and my friend, Greg. I hope that you all are taking care of him. Are you all taking care of him? Yeah. Amen. You better take care of my brother. You're going to have to deal with me. You know what I mean? You know how you've been holding amens in for a long time? Everyone might just be the little out, you know? So this morning you have permission to say amen. How's that? Now, now here's the tension what you said, amen. You don't have to say amen. But I prepared 10 points to give you, and it'll take me about four hours to preach it. Amen. But if you say amen, I'll be done in about 30 minutes. Is that right? I'll just cut it down in about three. I'll be so tired with your cooperation, and I'll just sit down. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. You know, I just have so many great members. I saw this young man in that wonderful gold and black. Have great members from Pittsburgh still. I, I just went out a couple of times uh, when they, amen, clap your hands for your still. Yes, I want to give the time when uh, my second year in the league and Marty Schottenheimer told us, he said, you know, we haven't beat the, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in three, uh, in 13 years, in three rivers stadium. And I said, really? You know, they beat us that many times. He said, yes. And I said, well, we're going to put a stop to that. And we beat them 51 to nothing that following week. But anyway, I'm not going to lie too far again. And if you notice, I didn't say anything about the Philadelphia Eagles. Some of the trades they're making in this offseason, you don't even need to talk about them. But anyway, about being here, and I'm just, it is such a joy to be here today and just to, to serve you and to worship with you. I had so much fun with your men this past weekend. And come on, give it up for your brothers. Uh, we, had, we had so much fun, we just celebrated, and i tell you what, I really had fun this morning. Uh, I had a Sunday school class. And we just had a super duper time in Sunday school. So I'm telling you, I feel real good. And if I would just go home right now, I would be fine. Amen. amen. <laughs> Come on now, you should have said amen on that. Amen. Go on home. We can go home too. But anyway, 
thinking about a sermon uh, to preach because, uh, you know, I don't know why I just, uh, this was a challenge uh, because um, I, it was hard for me to get my introduction and for some reason I was hesitant about doing my introduction. Amen, amen, amen. And, and let me tell you why I was hesitant about doing it because I was, I was getting the introduction that I wanted to do, I was told 40 years ago. A story by my Aunt Bessie. Now, my Aunt Bessie was not biologically related to me. She, but she was my spiritual mother. And in fact, when, uh, my seven-year-old NFL, I bought her a house. She was that special. Amen. I mean, any time I had a struggle with Jesus, my Aunt Bessie was there. And, and what I did was I bought her a house. Now, this was a problem. I bought it three doors down from my mother's house. And my mother didn't like that very much. But anyway... And he stuck these big claws into the ground. 
and it stopped on the ground. All the eagles fled. But there was something about Chicken Eagle that was drawn to this big eagle. Chicken Eagle went up and clap, 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 clap. This big masculine eagle looked at him, what's your problem? You got serious problems. What's your problem? What in the world are you doing? That's my brother, he's looking at from my bald head. Thank you, brother. And so he started, so he looked at some chicken eagle was drawn to him. And this big masculine eagle looked at chicken eagle. And he said, what are you doing down here with chicken? He said, son, you've never been designed. You've been made by the hand of God. You've never been designed to walk around like a chicken. So he grabbed Chicken Eagle by the throat and he leaped up to one of the highest trees. He said, God designed you to fly. And so he slung Chicken Eagle out. Chicken Eagle had to, as he was slung out. He, he started screaming and right before he hit the ground, boom, his wingspan kicked in. Chicken Eagle took off. Never to return to chicken life again. That's what Mom has to talk about. And she said, Ricky, there are a lot of people in the world that's living like you're living, son. They make average grades. That's not good enough. They're average athletes. She said, son, that's not good enough. God made you better. That you are going to fly, son. And if you're going to fly, you better make sure that you act the way God calls you to act. That's what she told me. That was a deciding moment in my game, in my life, in my classwork, and everything that I did. I'm basically saying, she said, Ricky, there are a lot of people that God has given so much potential, but they never ever rise up to meet that potential. And I think that's true even in the church. Don't you agree? There are so many people that God has given right here in this house today. God has given tons of potential. But you're still clapping around like a chicken eagle. God, yes, yes, there are young people in this church that God has called to this church that can lead a revolution for young people. But they're clucky. Yes, 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 he's got some homemakers that are just going through the motion. And God said, take it up a notch. He's got some seniors here. You've got all kinds of free time, but you never do anything with it. You're just clucky. And God has said, no, no, no. I'm expecting more from you. I want you to give me more. Because what I'm going to do with your life is going to blow your mind if you get connected with me. That's what he's saying to you this morning. And so what I want to do, what I want to do is I want to, I want to say, how in the world do we empower all of these eagles to fly? How do I come here and for 24 more minutes, I think that good? That we're going to say, God, how do we empower them to fly? And so I want to look at scripture. I want to look at a man who just sat down on his potential. But God came along and God touched his life, and suddenly you will see this man will fly. Let's look at the passage. I'll read it to you. Uh, if you have your Bible, you can look at John chapter 15, verse 1 through 15. And yeah, that's right. You can turn it to it. I'm going to read it. And don't be looking at the cheat notes on the overhead. It's a big spot. God, your phones, whatever you want to do. Amen, amen. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. Uh, chapter, uh, oh, sorry, John chapter 5. Oh, this is a wonderful story. I mean, this is a story about, you know, really what the story is talking about is, is that I don't care who you are, God can use your life. I mean, I don't care who, I don't care what you've done, God can use your life. I don't care, you can be a Republican, God 
and teacher told me, teacher told me, she said, you know, Ricky Bowden, you'll never be that smart. I said, really? I remember when I got my bachelor's message, I took it back to her. I said, man, I just want you to see this. She said, really? She didn't know what was going on. You know, those were my issues driving. Then I went and got my master's of divinity, and I took it back to her. I said, I need you to check this out. <laughs> she looked at me and she was like, why are you showing me your degree? And I had to go on and work on my issue. And I had to ask myself, why am I still trying to prove to this woman that I'm somebody? I don't need to prove to her anything. God made me somebody. And if God says I'm somebody, I can never allow anybody to tell me I'm somebody. And then they went to, it's always great. I can't to tell you, I don't care how old you are, you're somebody. That's why. I don't care what you've done in your past, you're somebody. I don't care what your record looks like, you're somebody. Oh, don't you look at me like I don't. Know what I'm talking about? I throw some word at you. Don't you know that, that in Genesis 2, that Jesus, that God says that we're me in the image of God? Don't you realize Psalm 139 says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made? Don't you understand that John 112 says that we are a child of God? And then over in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says we are a new creation. Ephesians 2, 10 says we are God's workmanship. His handiwork made a new in him to do his. I will never allow anybody to tell me, God, somebody, that I'm not right. Now listen, listen. Young people, if you're going to saw, you've got to stick your chest out. Not in arrogance and pride, but you've got to know that you've been made by, by the hand of God. You may be here and you're a single mom. Yeah, 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 you lost somebody. You are somebody, yes, you are. You may be a singer, and you may think, okay, I'm just going to cruise a little bit. No! That's not how somebody acts. No, you are somebody because you've been made by the hands of God. Hey, listen, I got to hear everything. I got 19 minutes. I got 19 minutes. I'm almost done. But can I, thank you, sister. I'm, I got the right one on the second row this morning. She told me to take my Now, now listen. Another principle that I wrote down is this. I said, if we are going to soar, we must deal with the chickens in our lives. Ah! And they did it, they did it. See, a lot of people are not successful because of the people around them. And if you're going to soar, you better make sure you deal with the chickens in your life. Now, I read it right here in the text. I show no floor reading. Listen what it's right here in the text. I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, Listen to what it says right here. It says, Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. Did you see that? You didn't see that, did you? Let me tell you what happened. I mean, you gotta, you gotta hear this. You, 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 gotta, you gotta hear this. Here a great number of disabled people used to the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. When they saw Jesus, when they saw him lying 
and learned that he had been a captive because he'd been there 38 years in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get free? Now, this is what blows my mind. He, this guy, this ambulance, says this. He says, he says, sir, the ambulance replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes ahead. Ah! Now this is the question. Theologically, that I had for this infant. What did you expect when you're trying to get healed in a pool and the only people you're hanging out with is other animals? Blind. Because God continues to shower 
blessings into my life. Ricky, everything I do is because God, God showers over and over and over and over day after day after day. I went back to my poor friends. I said, I'm sorry. I got to cut this relationship. I got to hang out with some successful people. And guess what? God been blessing my life ever since. You see, you've got to watch it, even in the church. Don't hang out with critical folk, negative folk, complaining folk. They're not taking you anywhere on the spiritual journey. Hang out with people who says, God, this is your church. We're going to fill it up. We're going to pack it out. God, we're going to do work for you. We're going to lead people across. We're going to grow in Christ. Hang out with that. And whoever you hang out with, you'll see that's who you'll become. Yep. And so, so the answer, I have a thought question real quick. Okay, I have 14 minutes to go. Now, this third one is not going to take long, but I thought it was a good first one anyway, so I threw it in there for you. I think one or two people might need this one. Oh, okay, I missed it. Did I get it? <laughs> Thank you, brother. You should have just told me you got some junk in your head. But anyway, <laughs> I got a third principle for you. My third principle is just so. I just think it was Holy Spirit given. Listen to what it says. If we're going to soar, we must overcome the excuses we often make. Did you hear that? Oh, did you hear it? No, 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 no. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about because it's right here in the verse. Listen here in verse 6. I mean, it, 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 says, it says, Jesus in verse 6 says this. When Jesus saw him lying there, and learned that he, had, that, that he had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get away? Now let me ask you a question. If you are sick and you want to get away, what would your answer be? Do you want to get away? Yes. Oh, that's pretty easy, isn't it? Let's look at this, brother. Excuses, excuses. My brother 
Brother Thomas told me one time, he, uh, he pledged in a fraternity called Omega Sapphire. And Thomas told me, he said, Ricky, excuses are monuments of nothingness. They build bridges to nowhere. Those who use these tools of incompetence are monuments of nothingness. Ah, isn't that good? If you're going to take your life to the next level, you've got to deal with excuses. All my life as a pastor, I always heard people use excuses. I've heard very gifted and talented people with excuses. You ask me to serve for her, I just don't have time. I can't do it. I've got children. I've got this. I've got that. I've got that. I've heard, I've heard people use excuses about you. Oh, Lord, I just don't have the money right now. Oh, I'm a senior citizen. What, what does that have to do with giving?
dependent upon us, O Lord, to bring you comfort, to fill that void. It's time for you to deal with it. And I don't want you to keep it. I want you to get rid of it. You see, I don't care how old you are, we still have maps. I don't care how young we are, we still have maps. I don't care how many bad decisions you make, we all have maps. We have things that we've come to depend upon. And what Jesus is saying is, I'm sick and tired of depending upon him. Because now is the time we depend upon me. See, what caused the man to walk was not the man. What caused the man to walk was Jesus. And Jesus said, I don't want you to get me confused with your man. Because everything that your man brought you, I can bring. I can bring you comfort. I can bring you healing. I can be with you when no one else is with you. Everything that the man brought you, Jesus is saying, I can bring it to you. Why do we get trapped? With all of these maps that are so unhealthy. Some of you say, well, Ricky, maybe my man is money. I understand. You know, I've made a decent amount of money, and I'm not broke. I mean, I'm rich, but I ain't broke. I learned this early in my life. Money can buy me everything I want, but nothing I need. Money can buy me a CD apostopedic. Money can't buy me sleep. Money can buy me a T-bone steak. Can't buy me an appetite. Money can buy me a ticket around the world. It can't buy me a ticket to heaven. It can buy me everything I want, but nothing that I need. And what Jesus is saying, I want to give you everything that you need. But if you're going to allow me to give it to you, you've got to begin to deal with these nets that we have all over our lives so that you can be free to love me with all of your heart. Are you going to deal with your math this morning? Well, listen, I got two minutes, so can I pray for it? Yeah, amen, amen, amen. You know what I'm saying, man? I'm afraid. Because I do believe that God's ready to take you to another level. You know, uh, just while you're here tonight, maybe you say, Ricky, I've got to, for me to sow, I've got to deal with me. I've got to begin to realize that I am somebody. Maybe in order for you to sow, you got to deal with the people in your lives. Maybe in order for you to soar, you got to deal with some of these excuses you use. Maybe for you to soar, you've got to deal with the man. You know, can I take a risk? I'm going to take a risk. Just keep your eyes closed. But maybe you say, Rick, that, that word hit me this morning. And I want you to pray for me specifically. Will you just stand up on your feet? Would you just... Just wherever you want, just thank, thank you. Just stand up right where you are, all over the place. Just, that's right, that's right. Just stand up on your feet. If you say, Ricky, I know I've got some things. I've got, yeah, that's right. Just keep standing. Keep standing. I'm going to wait for you. If you say, Ricky, I've got some stuff in my life. I've got to deal with this morning. You know, confession is good. Being able to come before the Lord. Just keep standing. That's right. In the balcony, just keep standing. Just keep standing. Ricky, confession is good. Just keep standing all over the place. Then I'm going to deal with my own spiritual life. It's time for me to go to the next level. Maybe that means joining a Bible study. Maybe that means making a commitment to another person to, to be in God's Word and to pray again. If, if, if you know that ain't you, I'll just stand up on your feet. I'll give you one more shot. I'm going to pray for everyone that's stood. Just stand up right now. That's right. I don't want to miss you. I don't want to go off and leave you. I don't want to, I mean, it's a risk, but I want to do it this morning. Now, Father, I thank you for everyone who stood up. 
I pray for all those who desire to stand but just didn't have the courage. They didn't want to risk reputations. They didn't want to risk not having it together. But Father, I pray for not just the ones who are standing, but one who stood in their hearts. And Father, we want to take our lives to a new level today. We're going to draw the line, Father. And Father, we want to go to a place we've never gone with you. And we know that when we commit our lives to you, Father, you can deal with the mats. You can deal with the excuses. You can deal with the friends. Father, you can deal with every aspect of our lives. Father, we surrender to you. Now blow a fresh wind of your spirit into the hearts of the people here this morning. Blow a fresh wind of your spirit and set their hearts on fire like never before. That they may serve you like they have never served you before. To you be glory now. In Jesus' name. Amen.